0: Into to episode 49 of Run Talk SA and boy have I got a show for you today. One of the most inspiring dudes to run comrades in 2014 joins us on this episode of Run Talk SA and you are going to love his story. He's got a very, very cool story to share. That's coming up. I uh, just want to say thank you once again to everyone uh, who's uh, popped us emails, sent us tweets or Facebook messages. We really do appreciate all the feedback. Uh, love hearing from you. So if you want to be in touch, you can tweet us at RuntalkSA. You can also pop us a message on our Facebook page. Just go to facebook.com forward slash RuntalkSA. Or my email address is podcast at RuntalkSA.com. Dot CO.ZA. Just a quick heads up as well. A couple of people have noticed that uh, the feed in iTunes is not updating as it should. Uh, just so you know, I am dealing with uh, iTunes, the Apple people in uh, America. And it is slower than soil erosion, I have to tell you. Uh, for a company as progressive as Apple, uh, yeah, their customer service leaves a lot to be desired. So as soon as that gets back up and running, uh, it will update automatically. But in the meantime, you can still listen to it through the website. You can listen to it on SoundCloud uh, as well. So yeah, please do keep listening to the show also on Stitcher. And if you wouldn't mind leaving us a review or a rating as well on those two platforms, and even on iTunes, it would be much appreciated. The feed is still there. uh, And uh, yeah, we definitely, definitely appreciate that too. So uh, let's get straight into this week's show. And I catch up with a gentleman by the name of Doe Lua. Well, over the last uh, few weeks, we shared some pretty cool stories here on Run Talk SA, and I wanted to share another one with you this week. We are joined by Doe Prinsloo, who has got an incredible, incredible story, and we'll uh, touch on that uh, today as well. Doe, welcome on to the show. Thanks for taking the time to chat to us.
1: Thank you, Brad.
0: Doe, your your journey is pretty incredible, and and uh, sort of your and my story very similar. We we both come from a, a very overweight sort of background. You've just finished your first comrades marathon. Before we uh, sort of go back into into how you got started and a little bit about your journey. Uh, it's uh, about a month after comrades now. Uh, how are you feeling after your first one?
1: No, well I'm feeling great. Um, I was um, uh, uh, about two weeks ago we started to run again, and yeah, we can still feel the comrades. Right? It's, it's it's still there, but um, there's nothing to complain about really, really.
0: Yeah, though you had a, had an amazing run. You dipped just under 11 hours, so you got yourself a, a bronze medal, which is uh, exactly what you were training for. As a comrade's novice, obviously you had, had thought about it a long time and, and it was something you wanted to do. Obviously, Lindsay Perry and myself and all the webinars and the podcast, we, we talk about how tough the first one is, and I think once you've done a few, you forget sort of what it's like to be a novice. Was it as hard as you thought it was going to be, or was it uh, a lot harder?
1: Um, well... I actually had a, a, a very good run, um, I think because of all the training that I've put in and, and all the web that I've listened to and all the podcasts, I mean, I followed those things and I really grabbed onto anything that I can, um, but the training really helped me on and I also entered for the 1,000-kilometer challenge and I think that also pushed me along to put in more kilometers, you know, what what, what normally would. Um, so, yeah, I think the training helped me a lot and I, I, I really worked hard, I I did almost two thousand two hundred kilometers since June last year. And um, I think that 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 paid off at the end.
0: Yeah, that's it. hard hard work pays off and, and it has been a, a hard but very rewarding journey for you. Let's let's no, take no, a no, couple definitely. of steps back though. You you your your journey is just, just phenomenal. I mean in a nutshell and we'll we'll get into how, how you started. I mean, how much weight have you lost since you, you made the decision that's enough enough is enough? You wanna you wanna change things?
1: In, in total, today, um, where I am today, I lost um, 53 kilograms.
0: Wow. I mean, that's, that's uh-huh. incredible. And, and just to put things into a bit of perspective, I mean, I'm quite a bit taller than you. I'm I'm, I'm a quite a big guy. You're not that big. So for you to be carrying extra 53 kilograms, how much were you weighing at your heaviest?
1: When I started, um, I weighed 133 kilograms.
0: Gee, that's amazing. And, and how tall are you? I'm I'm one point eight six meters. Tall. Yes, I mean you're just over over the old six foot mark, which is which is big. But <laughs> yes, that's a it's a lot of weight that you were carrying. So, yeah. what what brought it on? I mean, before before we get to what what dis- made you decide to turn things around, have you always been uh, sort of big? I mean, were you always overweight uh, your whole life, or, or did something?
1: No, no, not really. Um, when I well when I was in school, I was I was just I mean one of the average kids and. When I went to the army after school as well, I was still in, in, in you know, average shape. But after that, um, yeah, you know, things just, just you know, life just happens and I everything just got to a place where, where it just totally got out of hand and, and that's when I when I realised I have to make a, a change in my life
0: yeah i mean it's weird you say things just just got out of control it, it it gets out of control slowly it sort of creeps up on you you don't all of a sudden wake up uh one day and, and i speak from experience you don't all of a sudden wake up one day and you weigh 130 odd kilos you just pack on a couple of k's every single year and before you know it your genes start shrinking in in the wash i don't know if you ever had that yes,
1: yes <laughs> no, definitely yeah i know it's uh it's, it's, it's over time it's, it's something that. And, and when I started to, well, we, we'll get to that, but when I started to, to, to change my life, um, I realized there was, no, there was no quick fix for this. It took me years to get to the point where I was, and it's going to take me some time to get out of that as well. So there was no quick fix, and I realized that.
0: No, I'm so glad you said that because so often people are looking for that magic pill or the magic diet and how to lose weight in two weeks. And I think that's very important to remember is that it didn't take you two weeks to put the weight on. It's not going to come off in two weeks. It's a it's a process, and uh, you need to you need to work hard at it.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Um, when I started, I I said to myself, and 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 when I got when I started training with my personal trainer, I said. There was not gonna be a quick fix. There was I don't want any shakes, I don't want diet, I don't want oh, I don't want anything. I just want to do it the good old hard way and I want to work hard and I want to lose the weight in the right way because only only if you do that then you can keep it off.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: If you try the quick fixes, it's not gonna it's not gonna work.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and Doe what what was rock bottom for you? What made you decide, yes, you know what, tax cut fuller? Enough is enough. <laughs>
1: Right. Yeah. Well, it it actually happened in a moment. I woke up one morning and I and I just realized this is it. Um, I was grossly overweight. I was always sick. I was miserable. I was just not in a good place physically, emotionally, and like I said, I weighed 133 kilograms. and No person can be happy when when you in you know at that stage of your life. And and it was just that one morning when I woke up. And I actually got in my car that morning and I drove to the gym. I was already a member at the gym. I was fully paid-up member anyway, but I just never trained. So I walked in there and said, "I want a personal trainer now." And they lined up, and I chose one, and the Mondays we started to train.
0: And that was it. The rest, the, it. the rest, it sounds so easy. The rest is, is history. But it's it's been a long slog. How how long has it been since you made that decision, though?
1: Well, this was this was way back in January in 2009. Um, that is when I started to train. Um, and 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 that's when I when I realised that that isn't where my journey started, and and yeah, you know, it's been a, a long road up until now, but yeah, you know, I I did it.
0: <laughs> I mean, you you talk about the training as well. You obviously changed the way you you ate and and that sort of thing. Uh, tell us a little bit about the changes you made to your diet.
1: Well, the the big thing for me was um, I. I, I stayed away from diet. I, I realized it is a life change. It is a, it's a lifestyle change. And the, the main thing what, what, what I did with my personal trainer was just to, to get into a habit of eating healthy. Um, that, that was really it. And the one key thing that he that started me on was to cut on my um, on my carbs in the evening. No pasta, no rice, no things like that in the evening. And that is all I did really. And so I had my carbs during the day, and I needed to learn to eat more healthy meals during the day. I never ate throughout the day. You get home, you attack your fridge, and I had to break that habit. So um, just healthy eating—that—that that was really it.
0: And it's also—I mean—you talk about that healthy eating. Though one of the things—and I don't know if you feel this way too—is, for me on my sort of journey, I've realised it's just as easy to eat healthily as it is to eat unhealthily. It's just a case of making that decision. That's right. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it depends on what you put in your fridge or, or where you stop for dinner and, and that sort of thing. And then, Doe, as, as far as your, your running journey goes, I mean, growing up, were, were you pretty active? Were you sporty? Were you a runner? Or was, has this come on sort of since you decided to, to lose the weight?
1: No. The, the first two years, um, I I just trained with my personal trainer to, to get, get rid of the weight. And I realized that, you know, it's not going to be good for my knees and so on. Well, I didn't have plans to run, to be quite honest with you. But I have a friend, Corinne, and she was really nagging me for the whole two years that I was training with my personal trainer. Just come and do a race with me. And she was nagging, and one day I said, let me just come and do a five kilometer walk and get this woman to be quiet. <laughs> and, and my first race was actually a five kilometer walk at the house Group at George Slaughter there at Mainland. And that day, I, after the race, we went to running in I joined the club. I bought my shoes, and I never stopped running.
0: It's such a such a cool story. It's it's amazing. And uh, one one thing I like about what you did, though, is. You, you obviously had set some goals that you wanted to do, but Comrades was probably on that bucket list, but you decided to, to sort of wait a while. You didn't want to do it in your first year. You went and did Oceans first and then took another year and then built up to Comrades. Why yeah, was fun. that? I mean, was it was it just that you were bung for Comrades or, or was it that you knew that you needed to be sensible? Well,
1: you know, as a new runner, when I, when I started, I, I I didn't even... To be honest with you, I didn't have comrades in my in, in my planning at, at all. But after I did my first ultra, which was the Two Oceans, I realized that, that maybe it, it is a possibility. And last year, I, I went to the comrades um, as a supporter, and at the the expo, I bought a T-shirt. And the T-shirt said, um, don't promise, commit. And that day, I decided next year. I am going to do the combat. and that is where my training started, and that is how it got onto the bucket list. Yeah. So last year in June at the at the that that is when I actually decided to do it.
0: That's such a cool story that it's uh, sort of full circle. A year later, you were you were on the start line and, and you made it to the finish line. Talk talk to me about. Sort of the, the, the apprehension. Obviously, you made the decision, but uh, as a novice, there's a lot of times where you doubt, like, oh, can I do this? I mean, did you have that in the build-up to comrades, or were you pretty confident that you could do it?
1: Right, there was a lot of, you know, I think everybody, when you're a novice running and, and you're going to do it for the first time, I think there's a, a lot of doubt, and I never, how can I say it, I, I never doubted that I will do the kilometers, the distance. I was afraid of injuries. I was afraid that something will happen along the way that will stop me, and and that was the, the one thing that, that I was really worried about. But I've I've really teamed up, got a great team of people around me, you know, doctors and physio and everybody. So always always made sure that that when there's a little problem, that we look at it and we deal with it immediately. And and I must say. When I got to the starting line, there was just one thing, and that was it. i um, one of the web binders, um You guys said, whatever you do, don't stop. And and I wrote that on my arm in a black permanent marker that morning. And I, I every time when you look at your watch, I see don't stop. And that was just my mantra for the day. I realized I needed to just go forward, every step towards seven. And Yes, I, I I was worried about that. But when my knees started to hurt, 25 kilometers to go, that is when I really started to worry. But I realised that it wasn't an injury; it was just hammering because that last, you will know that last last 25 kilometers is is just is just absolute hell. <laughs> but um, I pushed on. I, I, I from the beginning when I started to run, I had one little thing that I kept for myself, and that is an inter-four race. You pitch up, you start, you push on, and you finish, and that was in my mind the whole time. You start at this race, you just have to finish it, and yeah, when I crossed that line at at the finish it was it was actually amazing it was a fantastic feeling
0: I mean, it's still fresh in your mind, finishing comrades <laughs> De- describe that feeling for me for for someone who's who's possibly listening to this thinking twenty fifteen is their year, and they're wondering if they can do it. Describe that feeling of, of finishing Comrades, though.
1: It is. It, it, you know, people, I've, I've listened to so many people talking about it and how they experienced it and, and the feeling of accomplishment and so on. And when when I crossed that line, I, re, I remember attending the, the pre-Comrades church service in here in Victoria. And one thing that he said is that when you cross that line, you give glory to God because without Him, it's not possible to do it. And if you go and look at my video, you will see that I just, I just lift my hands and I said, thank you, because you realize it's not in your own power that you can do it. You've done all the work, you've done all the preparation, um everything was there, but it's not in your own might, in your own power that you can do that. So when I crossed that line at 27 minutes past four in the afternoon, um, it was, it was just, you know, first thing is I'm done. And then the second thing is just, I've actually made it. And you know, there's a quote. If if you allow me to, to use this quote, it's Nelson Mandela who said, "It always seems impossible until it's done." And comrades, to me, seemed to be an impossibility. But when I crossed that line, that impossibility became my reality. And that was the moment when it clicked and said, "You've done the combat.
0: Yeah, that's that's so cool. And and do that, that friend of yours, Kyron, who who roped you into doing your first 5K. Uh, what's what's her take on you running comrades?
1: Well, she did the comrades as well. Awesome. <laughs> we all did it, y'all. Yeah, all, all, well, we are a group of friends. We always run together, and every single one of us finished the race. Um, in different times, obviously, we didn't run together all the way, but yeah, we all met up at the beginning and we all met up at the finish again. So sure. that was really a special moment for all of us to to just finish the race and and. Some of us first time, pom- it was her first Congress com- as well, and she did really well. Um, all of us, we are. We're we looking forward to 2015.
0: Uh, <laughs> I was going to ask you. I mean, we're a month on. Uh, obviously, you, you, like most people, afterwards said never again. I never want to do that again. But you've uh, softened up. Your legs are feeling a bit better, and you're in for 2015 for the back-to-back.
1: Well, Brad, that, um, that that very day when we finished, I mean, we were tired and we were. We were really like just want to get home and just get a lie down and just rest. But at the finish line, we said next year we are back. Um, I did not say never ever again <laughs> because I realized that you know it's just you know you push your own borders. I mean you 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 just know that you can do it. And next year, the up run. I'm not I'm not going to very keen on up runs. But um, I just have to do it. It's the 90th Comrades celebrations, and it's my back to back, so I'll just have to go and do it. And we're all gonna go back, so yeah, we're looking forward to that. Do you know what they In s- fact, we actually booked our accommodation
0: today. To oh, fantastic! Year, so. <laughs> you know what they say about Comrades Runners? They say Comrades Runners can't count. Two's halfway to ten, so once you've done two, it's uh, you you sucked in for life, eh? That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fine. Yeah, no, we will do it. Joe, this this journey of yours has been incredible. I mean, it's uh, just on, on five years basically since you, you made the decision. What is it? What's the biggest lesson you've learnt in those five years?
1: Um, you know that the, well. There's actually a few of them, but but one of the most important ones is that is that people must never tell you that you cannot do something. If you put your mind to it, and if you if you if you realise that it's something that you want to do. I mean, I, had, I went through certain steps. I accepted where I was. I took responsibility for, for, for where I was. It was nobody else's fault. It was my own doing that I was there. I had to face my fears. I had to take small steps to go forward and to do my races. Um, be patient. I mean, nothing was going to happen just in a, in a, in a month or two months' time. Um, I had to kill my own excuses. I mean, there's very easy excuses to get out of a race. And I had to follow my passion. I mean, my passion wasn't really running. My passion grew to be running because I was never a runner before. So it is something that it was a process to actually get to that point. And then it became a dream. And then one of the things that I also learned was that you have to accept failure. If you have a bad race, so what? Then you just go back. And and the other thing was for me that is at this stage really important is that I'm a strong believer of playing it forward. It is important it, it, it really important for me to to give back um the knowledge that I have gained over the years and with the training. And I got involved actually with run and walk um for life here in Montana and I'm running with the guys these training with them once a week, give my time to them, help them to train and a few of them already done that and done their first twenty ones my their first those two guys are now training for their first marathon. And we just together in that and, and that is one of the wonderful things for me is to give back and to share your experience with others. Otherwise, you know, if you have that knowledge and you don't share it, it means nothing actually.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Doe what's the what's the biggest thing you love about your life now? Like the the body you're in now compared to five years ago and, and just the way things are compared to what they were?
1: When when we started the chat I said to you, I started off at a place where I was overweight, I was always sick, I was miserable, not in a good place physically, not not in a good place emotionally. And all that has changed. I I became a much more easier person to be with, much more friendly. I've got wonderful friends. I mean I'm surrounded by really stunning people. Um and you know, you you need people for running and the friendships that you form is just unbelievable and the support that one has is really, you know, it's just something that money can't buy. So for me to be healthy and to be energetic and to look forward to a day and to look forward to a weekend, to go out and run, do all these races and train for certain things, that, that is what's driving me at the moment.
0: Awesome. Do, Princey. I think you are incredible. Your story is amazing. Keep doing what you're doing and inspiring people. Uh, if people want to get in touch with you online, I know you blog, you're on Twitter, you're pretty active as well. Where can where can people find you online? Well,
1: people can go to my website. Um, it is www.myownjourney.co.za and there they will find my Twitter handle and my Facebook page links. Everything is there. I update all my races. Um I put some blocks on there on um, certain things that I talk about. Um, so people can just go there. Doe
0: so what I'll do is I'll put those links as well in the show notes for this episode of Untalk SA. Thanks for your time. Uh yeah, we'll see you out on the road, all the best uh Thanks. for this year and, and your and you're back to back in twenty fifteen.
1: Thank you, Glenn. Thank you for having me and uh yeah, happy running to everybody.
0: What an amazing story, eh? I really hope you enjoyed my chat with Doe. He is an absolute legend. Uh, I met him, I think it was earlier this year, or was it towards the end of last year? Uh, just an incredible, incredible story, and I'm so glad I got to share it with you today here on Run Talk Essay. I also just wanted to give you a heads up. If you haven't heard it yet, uh, we've launched the Ask Prof Noakes podcast. We've been getting tons of questions uh, for Professor Tim Noakes and a lot of people wanting to know about the low-carb, high-fat diet. Well, we have launched uh, a podcast for Prof Noakes at it comes out three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and I'll pop the links in the show notes for this episode as well if you want to uh, have a listen to that. It's also on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud as well. And it is getting rave reviews. So uh, it is number one in the iTunes store in South Africa, the overall uh, iTunes store. So it's the number one podcast in the country at the moment, which is great news. And then also uh, I sent out a survey a couple of weeks ago where I was asking you what you wanted us to chat about here on Run Talk SA and on the platform uh, on TalkFeed. Uh, and uh, most people you 'll be surprised uh, actually i 'm not surprised you might be, but i 'm definitely not The vast majority of people want to get faster, they want to know how to improve their 10 k half marathon marathon time, and ultimately their comrades marathon time. So the good news is coach Lindsay Perry and I are working on some training that'll get you faster it 's coming, okay, so just keep an eye out, keep an eye out, uh, and I will let you know as soon as we launch. We're going to get you to your 10K PB before the end of the year, okay? How's that for a deal? Uh, It's coming. So keep an ear uh, to Run Talk USA or Ask Coach Perry. That podcast, it'll be announced on there and here. And I look forward to helping you before the end of the year as well. It's going to be brilliant. So uh, until next time, I'm heading down to Nisner next week for the uh, Big Five, the Nisner Big Five Challenge. Uh, I'll be running the Nisner Marathon next weekend. So if you are around and you do spot us, please come say, how's it? And I have to tell you as well, also got an interview coming up with uh, one of our international runners, a guy by the name of Joel Runyon, uh, coming up on an upcoming episode of Run Talk RunTalkSA as well. He's an amazing dude, also got a crazy, crazy story, uh, and I'm looking forward to sharing that with you as well. So that's all coming up. Until next time, from myself, Brad Brown, have yourself a brilliant week, and we'll chat from Meisner. Cheers.